T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Ted Rossman, Senior Industry Analyst at Bankrate, is with us on the WBEN Trocare College Lifeline. A new report says Americans are carrying record credit card debt. It increased by $50 billion in the fourth quarter to $1.13 trillion. These are staggering numbers, Ted. Break it down for us. What are you seeing? We are seeing big jumps, 5% over the past quarter, 15% over the past year and a whopping 47% since the beginning of 2021. I think that high inflation is a big part of the story, high interest rates as well. The average credit card rate is a record high 20.75%. Now, it's not all bad. About half of credit card holders typically pay in full every month, and those figures are still included among these balances. For those people, credit cards are working for them because they're taking full advantage of rewards and buyer protections and they're not paying interest. The other half, though, that's a troublesome scenario where more people are carrying more debt for longer periods of time. Carrying more debt for longer, that obviously will compound over time. Why is that? Do do we have reasoning behind it? Is it just that we're spending more or... Are we getting behind on debt and people just aren't really thinking about it or realizing it? When people get into credit card debt, it's usually for a practical reason. The top explanation is an emergency expense, some kind of unexpected medical bill or home repair or car repair. The second biggest explanation is day-to-day expenses outpacing your paycheck. And I feel like that's been all too common the past couple of years where you know, more people are financing gas and groceries out of necessity, and then it just becomes a tough cycle to break, unfortunately. Is there a demographic that is really getting hit especially hard? This New York Fed report earlier this week really singled out young adults, people in their 20s and 30s, Gen Zers and millennials who are running up bigger credit card bills and, and also falling behind at greater rates. The overall credit card delinquency rate is actually at its highest point now since 2012, which sounds alarming. Banks don't seem particularly concerned. They seem to feel that the worst of the run-up is behind us and that it's going to level off from here and that this run-up was largely expected because it was artificially low. The delinquency rate was artificially low during the pandemic due to stimulus and people spending less for a while. So Banks seem to feel that this is still part of a normalization kind of trend where we're getting back to those pre-COVID norms. Um, You know, we'll see. I think at the end of the day, all news is local, really at the household level. And that's what's most important is just trying to pay these bills off if you can. If you can't pay in full, look into a 0% balance transfer credit card. I think that's a great way to get out of debt at the lowest possible cost. How much of this has to do with education uh, a little bit? Because I think it's probably easy if you're young, you have your first credit card, you see, all right, uh, they might put 
$20 due on whatever due date is, no matter what your balance is, is the minimum payment. And if you're not really talking to anybody about how to use a card or, or anything like that, you might just see that and say, oh, okay, $20, here you go. Financial literacy is lacking in many respects. I mean, not that anybody wants to be in credit card debt, but you know, I do see a few specific examples on this. Store credit cards are one where a lot of those have really high interest rates, often north of 30%. And sometimes people don't realize what they're getting into. They just hear the pitch at the checkout counter of, hey, do you want to save 20% on today's purchase? And you know, may not think through that that's a credit card and, and that can have a really high interest rate and, and be a tough cycle to break. I think related to that is the whole buy now, pay later concept as well. Companies like Affirm and Afterpay and Klarna that often offer these four interest-free payments over six weeks. Sometimes it's longer with or without interest, but I think sometimes people fall into a trap there where they kind of see the smaller biweekly installment and they don't realize the full cost of ownership. So it, it feels like $50 here and $50 there, but you can actually overdo it pretty quickly. Uh, Ted, here in New York State, uh, there's a new law that goes into effect this weekend concerning credit card surcharges. What should we expect? Credit card surcharges are allowed in New York and most other states. What's unique in New York is that the customer isn't supposed to have to do any math. So the shop owner can't just put a sign that says, if you pay with a credit card, everything costs 4% more. They're supposed to either spell out both prices, cash and credit, like they do at the gas station, or it's okay to list the higher price and then to offer a cash discount off of that. A lot of merchants are complaining about these processing fees. The typical processing fee for a credit card is about 2.2%. And merchants lament this cost, and many are looking to push the burden onto the customer and maybe tacking on a 3 or 4% surcharge. Um, so I, I do think it's important to watch out for that. You know, we see it at small businesses, but we even see it with some bigger companies like, um, for example, Verizon and, and T-Mobile will give you an auto pay discount if you pay from your bank account, but not from your credit card. Um, so I, I think it's just important to notice that these things are out there and and to pay with the ideal payment method. You know, sometimes that means actually using old fashioned cash to save a few bucks. Yeah. I Some of what isn't allowed anymore in New York, like the, the sign on the wall or at the register that there's a fee, you know, you could have a sign right there on the register, 4% credit card processing fee. That's the example the state uses. That's now illegal. It's just kind of you know strange that these credit card fees come from the credit card companies. Then the state is going after these small retailers who are just kind of trying to, to keep up with it because they're paying the fees. The way I see it is that credit card processing fees are a necessary cost of doing business. I mean, I don't think we're going back to a cash-first economy. I think it's unfortunate when businesses add the surcharge because customers don't like feeling nickeled and dimed. I mean, I don't begrudge their ability to make a profit. I, I just think businesses need to build this into the overall cost of doing business. Surcharges are not popular, whether it's for a credit card or we saw some of this with COVID surcharges during the pandemic. We've seen it at times with employee health insurance and, and other things. People don't really like the line items. They'd rather just be presented with one price and, 
they can decide whether or not that's fair. So this new law really has to do with disclosure and just the way that businesses advertise this and just making it clearer for customers what they're getting into. Hey, Ted, thank you. We appreciate the time this morning. Of course. Thanks for having me. Ted Rossman with Bankrate.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.